here we go. <laughs> A little confused tonight. Sorry. Intro first. Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Welcome to the Wednesday night segment of the Outer Realm. Everyone, sorry, a little bit of a hiccup there, but we are on track and we are broadcasting live right here in the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network 105.3 FM from the beautiful city of New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who have been a part of our journey since the very beginning. So we really appreciate you, Folgers. Thank you so much. And big thank you to Dr. Snick, a.k.a. Justin Snicker, uh, an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music. Of course, it's the season, so man, check him out. He is just awesome. So big thank you to him. He is the voice in the music behind our intro and outro when we have the chance to play it. Also, big thank you to Steve McGinnis for the amazing artwork you see here, which is, of course, our banner and such. So thank you, thank you. Tonight, we welcome the return, number three, of Brad Olson, and he's going to be discussing book three, Beyond Esoteric, Escaping the Prison Planet, if you guys can see this, jam-packed with information, uh, pretty amazing information. Um, some of it you guys will be familiar with, other stuff it may, may or may not be for the faint of heart, um, but it's a lot of knowledge that's floating around out there, and I really think that... Um, be an eye-opener for some people and you know whether it's your cup of tea or not definitely worth the listen so um prepare for that and get your your questions ready and i just want to make a point of saying we are on eight different chat rooms we see everything coming in we just have to wait to be able to segue your questions and comments in uh, because we don't want to interrupt the guests it's there's just so much information that we have from our guests we just like to give them as much time to speak as possible so we're not ignoring you we are going to get to all of those questions as they um and, well as the time allows us to do so so just bearing that in mind and another reminder wherever you're watching the show tonight like us join us love us follow us subscribe to us whichever it takes man if you're digging it please support us we really appreciate that so with that being said hey bubbles hey how are you oh man you know <laughs> well the beginning I, of the show is a good idea <laughs> I, I, i'm a little concerned because i don't see facebook coming up <laughs> oh yeah it's like what <laughs> no where is everybody i know i know we've got tamara and wayne and samantha oh it's so. not you know what i probably have to refresh it like i'm not seeing any of the damn comments uh, now uh, 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 uh. yes 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 so <sighs> 
We are getting ready. I'm just sending Brad his, his link right now. Okay, Bam. So hopefully okay. I'll see hey, the Gord. comments when you post them on the screen because I can't see the chat room. <laughs> oh, really? Um, can you see? Yes. Hey, Gord. Okay, good. So that's Hello. what we'll do. Yeah, I can't, I we'll can't see the other thing. I think when we started so late, maybe something. I don't know. Then again, who knows? It's been a wonky kind of day. Hasn't it though? And I'm, I'm not impressed <laughs> with all the changes in my phone and updates and the metaverse and all that other stuff. I'm really pissed right now. Just but, been grand. Just been grand. I know. I know. Uh, but hopefully, you know what? This is going to turn things around a little bit. I've been looking forward to this show. Yeah. Because I have, you know, I've owned these books now for many, 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 many months, right? Since the first time that, that um, we booked Brad Olson. And mm -hmm. Um, there's so much, you have to be so selective, um, really selective in the questions because there's so much information. You just cannot get to everything, you know, no. you just, you can't do it. No. And, um, I know some people can be like, what, come on, but you know what, when you really think about some of this stuff, it's no. crazy. It's like I'm a not... curriculum. <laughs> It, it really is. Yeah, you and, and, can't. You know, I don't do politics or anything like that. I find some of this stuff really fascinating. It's stuff that I've read about. It's stuff that I've heard about. I love esoteric mm -hmm. stuff. So I love going back into, you know, the ancient knowledge of everything. So I yeah. think it'll be great. At speak of the... <laughs> oh, 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 hello. And some devil areas. How Hi. Are you? You're oh, a refreshing great. sight. You're a refreshing sight on a crazy butthead day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, oh yes, gosh. exactly. I've been like flashing your book around. I have it. See all my little sticky notes. I'm just like, it's like, where the heck do you That's start? That's proof positive. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. But I say that about every book of yours that, that I've read. I, I love the first two. And, um, <clears throat> you know, this this one here was... This is one of those things that people are going to kind of, they're either going to go for it or they're not going to go for it. But I guarantee it's going to leave people thinking. That's all we want to do. Our work <laughs> is done here. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> perfect. We still That's need perfect. you for two hours, though. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> is there a listen live link? I can uh, quickly try to share it around. Uh, I sent it to you. Yeah, I sent it to okay. you. Yeah. A couple came in. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll go to the to to our outer realm uh, page. The network gets funky because there's so many hosts and there's so much censorship that we can't yeah. guarantee that channel is going to be there <laughs> for very long. So, so it's the outer realms. We're going live. Uh, in a few yeah, minutes. yeah. We're, oh, we are live. We are live. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> I know. So you do what you got to well, do. We're just follow along. And, you know, I've just got to chatter there. <laughs> it's oh, okay. No. I know, I know, I know. Um, I, you know, it was really difficult to try to figure out where the best place to start would be with this. And I figured we'll, we'll just sort of fast track a little bit and then sort of bounce around if it's okay with you. Um, just to, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a fiend for ancient knowledge and things of that nature. I'd like to start with extraterrestrials and, and the, the ancient part of everything, 
you know, suppressed human origins, um, getting into, you know, Anunnaki, everything that everybody's questioning right now, and then bring us into the present a little bit and future. <laughs> so if that's okay with you, um, I'd like to go there. It's okay with me and let's go there. <laughs> All right. Stage is yours. Like I always say, you know, um, when we have our guests on, it's about you, what you want to cover, how much you want to cover. We've got two hours. So take her away. We'll jump in. Sounds good. Well, Love just it. so your listeners are acquainted with the term esoteric, it means all the subjects that have been withheld from humanity that we're just getting early glimpses of now and trying to put this big mosaic picture together. I've always found them really interesting. I always think this is what really matters for people to understand mm -hmm. and other uh, for myself. And I always say I, I only publish books that I myself would really treasure owning to right. get that information and resource. And it it is so chock full. And I spent so many years putting into it each one of these books mm -hmm. that I still reference them and I still use the information that I gathered. And so the whole esoteric bundle really starts a long, long time ago. And this is information that has been withheld from humanity. And a lot of it is the very dawn of humans, who we are, what's our DNA, who did we come from, where did we come from, and what are the other species out there too that may have had a hand in the genetic tinkering of everything. And so those subjects, again, are, are near and dear and true to my heart. So if you want to start, take the way back machine to yes. the yes. Yes. beginning. Yes, way back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think I think it would give people a bit of an understanding to um, why we're potentially in the situation that we're in if we go back in time and bring us into the present, if that works. Absolutely. And there is a chapter in Beyond Esoteric Escaping Prison Planet called Suppressed Human Origins. And I do get into quite a quite a bit of research as to who we are and what uh, DNA and lineage we come from, and also all the megaliths around the world, and the cataclysms that are even recorded by the Mayans, and then you get the um, elongated skulls that yes. are actually also found all around the world. So the picture yeah. just gets bigger and bigger, and the timeline gets older and older, routinely, right. everything across the board is getting weirder right. and more ancient. Isn't and then <laughs> yeah, finding ruins underwater is also fascinating, such as Yonaguni off the Okinawa chain of islands that mm -hmm. has just been discovered in the last decade, could only have been carved out of this stone during the last ice age minimum with mm -hmm. a very high level of technology. So when right. I say older and older, then we're not only talking about uh, the elongated skulls and, and beings mm -hmm. that look quite like us as humans, but probably a lot taller and a lot bigger heads, right. but also had a certain kind of technology to be able to build this level of megalithic architecture and some that are found even below sea level. So mm -hmm. it would have had to have been done in very old times. Right. Well, yeah, like millions of years ago in some cases. 
from what they're saying. I mean, there's mines that have been found that are like 250 million years old, out of place artifacts that leave you scratching your head. You know, we're not the first kick at the can without a doubt on this planet. So, um, okay. So giants, everything, all of this information that has been kept from us, there's definitely more to it than we've ever been led to believe. Um, aside, I mean, like I could say aside from the obvious, but those who don't really follow this sort of thing, why do you think all of this would have been kept from us? Why is it a big deal? I mean, we're, we're a very young civilization in comparison to many of, you know, different things that are being found right now. Great questions. Yeah. Why is this kept from us in, in America? It's called Smithsonian gate <laughs> and they would literally collect the giants out of the mounds and dump them in the Atlantic ocean out of sight, out of mind. Wow. One of the uh, examples of a dig that was done by college professors in Lake Delavan, Wisconsin, not too far away from where I grew up. And I was out there last summer uh, checking it out, did a quick video on it, where these giants were found. And then you have these professors from Beloit College in southern Wisconsin doing the dig methodically, just as science dictates. News started getting out. It was picked up in several newspapers. And then all of a sudden, the Smithsonian comes and flashes their badge like the FBI and says, oh, we're in charge here. We'll just take over this dig. The scientist says, oh, okay, well, just we would very much like to be privy to what you find and future uh, revelations. <clears throat> they took over, they took everything out of there, and then they denied it ever existed. And this is done time and time and time again. And mm -hmm. then this time they just did it to the wrong people because these were professional scholars who made a big stink. And then they were made out to look like they were fools. So why is this covered up? Well, I think some of it in this country, at least, has to do with the manifest destiny, which is the white early settlers to basically spread across this continent and take whatever they wanted. Mm -hmm. So the giants and Americans, that was all just in their way, mm -hmm. right? So they needed to just, and just like the conquistadors of old, who had always plant a cross when they would land on a new territory they claim for the church. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget the church's narrative in all this and mm -hmm. finding giants around the world doesn't really fit in their Adam and Eve story and all mm -hmm. else they tell us is their creation of mm -hmm. how you came about. Right. No, agreed. I, I think that has a really big part to play in it. Um, so let's talk about the DNA. Let's talk about Anunnaki. Let's talk about um, then we move into, you know, archon suppression. But the DNA, you 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 say in the book that there's that many ETs have had their hand in in altering humanity. And everybody's waiting for the freaking return of the Anunnaki. That's what's getting me. You need to read this book, people. Okay. Where are they? Are they already here? Right? They're not gonna be waiting so close. Maybe they're already here. Okay now, bubble, stop it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Wormwood planet coming around in a big, long <laughs> elliptical orbit that may be the Anunnaki planet that may have a hand in our creation. Mm -hmm. Well, I came from a, a great conference last weekend in Orlando, Florida, and it was uh, the, the experiencer and researchers like myself and a lot of people 
including uh, Dr. Sala and Elena Denan, were talking about the return of Enki. Now, mm. Enki was the original creator of humankind, according to these Sumerian texts. Right. And Enlil was his brother, and then Marduk was his son, but he sided with Enlil. And those two wanted to keep humanity suppressed, and they were in cahoots with reptilians and the malevolent ETs that wanted also to keep humanity suppressed and keep a lot of these subjects mm. that I write, write about that will help people become the best that they could possibly be opening their pineal gland and really mm. living a longer and more fulfilling life. We were, we're, we're like a worker race to them. That's what we were created to originally mine the, the gold fields of Southern Africa mm. or the Anunnaki. And as the, the narrative goes, uh, Enki was booted. He was the good guy. And, and Lil and, and Marduk then took over for many centuries. And what they do, and I asked Elena Dinan this specifically, how is it that they are able to live that long? And they mm -hmm. are master cloning geneticist scientists. They have gotten that down to a science and they will clone themselves and then move their spirit into the next body. That's what I was told is how they do it. And so that is the return of Anki at this point. Mm -hmm. And what they want to do is clear all the malevolent ETs off of the world from the underground bases, can't fly in and out, planets under quarantine, and let the humans decide their own fate. And that's a fair way to do it. That's the prime directive way to do it. Mm -hmm. I would support that too. But the humans, we got to get our act together and Stop killing each other. Stop destroying the planet. Stop irradiating yeah. Fukushima yeah. and Chernobyl's and all those. We got to clean up our act, right? Because mm -hmm. we're still fighting each other. This is like Planet of the Apes down here. To we're very primitive. Yeah. To, to you could just yeah. imagine very benevolent ETs that haven't known war or strife or fighting mm -hmm. in thousands of years are looking at what we're doing to ourselves, and this got to be a terrifying place to them where life is so cheap, you can take out a hit on someone for a thousand dollars. No kidding. But I mean, think about how many malevolent ones probably already live here. There's a big belief that, you know, we've got certain, well, I don't like to say species, certain races, um, you know, of, of ETs here, and especially reptilians who seem to have allegedly a hold on, on a lot of uh, influential people, I guess we could say, so how do you escape, you know, when, when, even when you get into the Gnostic texts, you know, we've got these, these archons that, that have a tight grip on us. How do you escape that and be more advanced and not primitive? We live in a pretty primitive state. You know, we seem to have lost our, our, our fight or flight thing, everything about us. We're just, how many people here, you know, are, are we drones? Like, what is it? Well, We've been manipulated for a very long time, and that manipulation goes very deep. Mm. And they own and control the media. The mass media has been bought and paid for for decades now, if not a century or longer. Mm. The globalists knew right away that it's all about the narrative. It's all about perception. Bernays was the, the father of PR, and he got it down to a science, and this has been going on for decades. Mm -hmm it's based on a lie uh, and it's based on deception. So mm. anytime you try to fool the people all the time, 
uh, it, it, the cracks will form and the truth will start to come out. And that's what we're seeing happening all around us. Mm -hmm. So as we awaken as a human race in this period called the Great Awakening, we're going to start seeing some really ugly stuff. But I think people need to understand it wasn't us who did it. It was this controlling elite. And now this controlling elite has also ties with these malevolent ET forces. Hmm. Now, it's my understanding just coming from this last conference and Michael Sala was also a speaker and he does exopolitics mm -hmm. TV, very highly yeah. respected. Yes, yeah. Uh, Alex Collier, lifetime contactee. Yes. Very last uh, conference. Mm -hmm. Any others who have had experience uh, with benevolent ETs and giving us some guidance, and they are saying that they're almost finished with the cleanup of all the malevolent ETs. So really? the big grays gone, reptilians gone, insectoids gone. What? Anyone who is malevolent with an agenda is getting booted and they oh, can't. Getting, I thought you were saying they're not here at all. They are not here anymore. So we're getting close to this point where it will be up to the humans to decide our fate on this planet. Mm. And, but in the meantime, the globalists who are human or sometimes hybrids, you got to wonder what they are, mm. but who are still running the show. Well, they're like a boxer who's up against the, the ring and, right not down yet and anytime a animal gets cornered or someone's about to uh, lose mm -hmm. well they do go nuts so crazy and start swinging those roundhouses in any way they can to try to win the fight mm -hmm. so we're but not we out have... yet and there will be some big false flag moments they're going to mm -hmm. try to fight on us uh, while it, they go down right but aren't there different races of grays yes many uh, so, so uh, what, which gray specifically are, should we be concerned about? All of them, just the zeta reticuli grays. Um, as, you know, like can we elaborate a little on that? Because I'm only asking that because a lot of people have their their contactees, and a yeah. lot of who they're being contacted by are grays. Yeah. Well, I, I if any of them are listening, and I would be interested in hearing their replies. Have you been in contact with them lately? Mm -hmm. Some of them are chipped, and sometimes those chips will give a, a reply to it. It's sort of a telepathic communicator. It's also a tracking device. Mm -hmm. Are those malevolent ETs that are in service to self still communicating? And if not, there's probably a reason that they are being shown the door. Mm -hmm. And they can either go peacefully, although many don't, or go violently or be extracted. And mm -hmm. it's my understanding that many of them aren't even facing a judge, jury, or trial. They're just being expelled and put mm -hmm. in another planet far, far away where they cannot interfere with Earth's mm -hmm. trajectory any longer. That's interesting about the comment about the chips, because there are some researchers that believe that chips are more, you know, MELAB more military they are that, so much, that right that that ets really don't yeah. their technology they wouldn't need something like that do you agree with that i do indeed and and that is another really important distinction that should be made that there were many abductees that were taken by our own government and this is what mm -hmm. could really upset people the most thinking and knowing that humans were doing this to humans 
than our own government that we supposedly supported the representative government paying our taxes and funding all this was mm-hmm. responsible for these horrific crimes against humanity. Yeah, mm-hmm. the government that everybody's dying for. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where you get a lot of the human trafficking element that, that comes into the abductions as well and mm-hmm. off-planet trade. And a lot of times when they go off-planet, they'll never be back. People can't fathom that. So I, I guess that comes to my next point or comment, question, contact. Obviously, from what you're saying here, is that our governments who are like, oh, we don't know if extraterrestrials are real. We acknowledge UAPs, UFOs. But realistically, contact was made a long time ago. I mean, let's face it. It's all it's all over ancient texts. The Bible itself speaks of it for, for those who follow that. Um, to say that there's no contact, it's something that the ancients seem to have accepted, but all of a sudden, since Roswell, it's a non-acceptable thing now. But it's happened. Yeah. Contact has happened. Has happened. Past tense for thousands yeah. of years. It's never really ended, it should be said. Yeah. Uh, but the kind of contact that is in service to self that doesn't care about whether they hurt mm-hmm. or kill or maim right. the victim, that's coming to an end. And part of humanity taking its power back is also realizing the value of life. Not only our own individual lives and other human beings, but really the life on this planet Earth. That we really have to be good custodians of this planet to even be accepted to sit at the table with other benevolent ETs. But because we have been suppressed and beat down for so long and kept in the dark about all these subjects, we have been extremely disadvantaged. And there was a turning point on 9-11-2001 when it was quite clear that this timeline, too, was taking form that would take planet Earth into the darkest, worst kind of fascist planet you could ever imagine. And that's why I start out the first section of Beyond Esoteric called Neo-Fascism. Okay. So we'll understand how terribly close we are and still are <laughs> going down this, this really terrible, desperate path, kind of akin to the movie Avatar, Mm. where we become this giant corporation with high technology, just moving around the universe like a locust, Mm. exploring anything we can get our hands on. Right. Or we can ascend to become fifth dimensional beings and have this great light bulb moment with all of humanity. And I would even propose that people off planet who are still humans and uncontacted tribes that still live in a stone age. We're all human beings and we would all have that light bulb flash moment, Mm -hmm. that monkey effect simultaneously. So we've slipped into another timeline. What do we think? What was the catalyst for that? How do we know that we've switched over? Some people say, oh, they switched CERN on, put heart got going and whoop, there we are. We've moved over. Like, how can it happen that fast? Like what, what made this change? How did this happen? Well, there's enough of us who are waking up and aware and can see mm-hmm. through the agendas and see yeah. through the, fear. as I said, the, the lies can only hold up for so long, mm-hmm. but truth is like a pillar that always stays constant in the universe. Mm-hmm. And you can 
wrap it up with disinformation and lies. You can put lipstick on a pig, but at the end of the day, all that stuff just falls away. Still and the pillar of truth still stands strong. Right. So I recommend getting behind the pillar of truth and, and then you can't go wrong. Right. And then it's a matter of understanding the depths mm -hmm. of what has been done to this human race. And yeah, sure. There are periods that it's very enraging, but mm -hmm. it's also enlightening to see that humanity has a chance really the mm -hmm. first time in its history to make this big ascension and mm -hmm. shake the yoke of this globalist oppression. But everybody mm -hmm. out there knows we are in the thick of it right now. We are in right. the fight for our lives, the fight for planet earth right mm -hmm. now. It's happening. So let's start with that then. Um, let's start with um, Nikola Tesla, who himself was believed to be an extraterrestrial. A lot of people don't know that. Right, he was said to be Venusian and brought down here. There's F, that was that's in newly released FBI uh, files, right? If you go to the vault on their website, um, it's there. And oh, we're being spammed with porn. Thank you for thinking that we really <laughs> we were so deserving of this, but we're just gonna move that right out of there. Okay, <laughs> so um, yeah, but um. He had all of this technology, free enterprise, free everything, everything. Yep. My God, the man was just a gift to humanity and everything seemed to shift from there. So let's start with him. There, there we go, right there, Nikola Tesla. Oh, a man out of time for sure. Yeah. And get those every century, a couple absolute geniuses who come here to serve humanity. And that's right. really what it's all about. That's being in service to all. And certainly right. Nikola Tesla was of that mindset. And he uh, right. all we got to do is backward engineer all the stuff he was working on and we could have his world system. In fact, I understand they're working on a Warden Cliff Tower out in Texas. And really? do, yeah, trying to replicate how he did it. Do you know that the tower we saw, mm -hmm. uh, I think I do have a picture of it. It's in future esoteric. Okay. Uh, Cliff Tower on Long Island. That tower was actually the transmission tower. The way he was pulling out, drawing the free energy was deep down into the planet. Mm -hmm. Because Nikola Tesla discovered that there's a pulsing in the planet. And if you can tap into that rhythm, it becomes a generator and creates free energy. And the tower then was going to be used for transmission. And he was right in saying that we could power planes when they're in midair, all the cars driving, mid driving, no, no Phillips ever, no fossil fuels. So you can imagine how he made a lot of enemies. Oh yeah. Rockefeller's uh, first billionaire in the world, John D Rockefeller standard oil. And mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. he would put them all out of business. You would have quite a few less millionaire, billionaire types running around if we had gone with Nikola Tesla's plans, is what we you're saying. A totally different world. That's absolutely right. And yeah, had the uh, the Germans between World War One, early World War One, taken the designs for free energy there, right. we could have had a whole new world. But wow. there's no money in free. <laughs> no, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, unfortunately not. not. But I, I think people just miss the whole service to others concept. But let's let's jump around with that a little bit. Um, we can get into 
America is not much like London, England is not what people think and how many other countries are like that. They are in fact, a corporation. We are in fact a commodity. Yeah. Well, and this is also what's going to enrage most people is to understand that they have been traded on uh, the stock market under their birth certificate, with their name and caps, that the, the United States turned into a corporation with the act of 1871. And mm -hmm. all of us are basically regarded as chattel. We're just mm -hmm. instrument, in, investment instruments. Yeah. Jordan Maxwell spoke about this for years, didn't he? Yeah. As well. Like this is oh, not. Yeah. Jordan was one of my mentors. Yeah. Well. Yes. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, what do you do? We're not special. <laughs> we are not special people. Apparently we are a commodity and, but we hold more power than we think because of being that commodity as well. Don't we? Well, it, it, it's coming into the awareness of who and what we are. Right. And that takes on many different guises. Right. As a commodity, there are ways and some people in the the movement to break out of that, but right. uh, they don't have a driver's license, for example. You pull over for a cop, you have to know exactly what to say. And then when you get in front of a judge, you have to know exactly what to say. Exactly. One slip up, they throw the book at you. Right. So I prefer to just try to slip under the radar a little bit. And, yes. Uh, just like this. I have my official document. <laughs> I still like to travel. I do like to even go overseas. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. We've only got about between two and a half and three million people who listen to the show every night. I don't think you're going to be under the radar with this one, but. <laughs> well, hi, everyone. Hello, CIA. Hope you're I know. Some be nice. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> and all that stuff. Shame on you. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's jump over then to, um, I mean, obviously war is money let's let's jump over to the to the german nazi war machine the their um the interest in the occult now this goes back a really really long time ago they're not the first ones this is ancient knowledge that only certain people on the planet are aware of it they've mastered it and they are utilizing it. So why do you think this big interest with Hitler and his, I'll say henchmen, because I don't want to get into all of them, but. Yeah, I have a chapter in Beyond Esoteric about uh, the yeah. Vatican Nazis is one chapter and <laughs> yeah. American Nazis is the other chapter. Let's and, go for it, baby. Let's yeah. <laughs> do it. Well, they, they wanted to create Nazi International. In fact, many of the, Things that have went wrong with our corporations were infiltrated with the Project Paperclip Nazis that yes. came over here after the war. A lot of the MK Ultra right. mind control scientists also came over, along with the rocket scientists, and along with those uh, in the intelligence services. Men who mm -hmm. should have been at the Nuremberg trials were coming here to uh, start up the CIA and the other alphabet agencies. One guy named Reinhard Galen. Oh, man, he's a total war criminal. But since he had the intel on the Russians, he became quite an asset and lived a long, fruitful life and even went back to West Germany and uh, did his duty there. But they were always loyal 
to the Reich. And right. I want your listeners to understand this. The Third Reich never surrendered after World War II. As a political party, they went underground and they became an intelligence gathering and financial influencing operation. Wow. Now they had, when I was down in uh, South America four years ago, I was pouring over maps and really researching this area of Southern South America, the Patagonian region, both in Chile and Argentina, finding that there were massive land holdings in both of those countries by unknown owners, but they all had a German accent. Funny that. They were the rich ones down there. Oh, yeah, the Germans had all of the money in South America. That's what every South American aspires to be. Mm -hmm. But wasn't, I mean, there's, I remember reading something recently, wasn't Hitler related to the Rothschilds? And didn't didn't the Rothschilds have an island called Rothschild Island down near Antarctica? They do indeed. Easy to move and maneuver. <clears throat> okay. And it's right across the straits from the Rockefeller Plateau. So yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you're a billionaire tyrant, you get naming rights, I uh, guess. Yeah. That goes <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. Or okay. So it was plausible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was plausible that they made their way there. Um okay. oh, more than plausible. They were definitely there. Right, right. I'm going to do a talk, one of my presentations at a conference, might come out next year, called Birds Antarctica, talking about Admiral Byrd, his discovering inner Earth near the South Pole. But also, interestingly enough, the lead admiral in Operation High Jump that went down to confront the Nazis in New Schwabenland. Mm -hmm. And I know exactly where their base 211 is located on a map. If I were to ever go back, I would like to go with a film crew and uh, film some episodes down there. I think you would be (laughs) hard-pressed to get near it these days with everything going on in Antarctica. Um, Well, one of the things I found when I was there, of course, I was in the Palmer Peninsula, the most touristed and traveled part of Antarctica. mm -hmm. But we were free to go where we wanted to. And I have talked to some um, travel companies, and they'll – Take you where you want to go, just costs a lot of money. Oh, yeah, I bet. I but maybe bet. there are still some uh, no go zones, we'd find out. But there are uh, bases not too far away, including German bases, they never left. Yeah, I was finding maps uh, from the Cold War era. There's uh, the New Meyer base right mm-hmm. there in New Schwabenland, that one's on near the coast, and then inland is the Konen base, K O N H E N. Turns out those GPS point right at what is a very large machine like i think a craft under the ice that in the google oh. wayback machine in 2013 mm-hmm. can look it up there was some kind of excavation and some massive machine under the ice and yeah, Linda uh, Moulton house speaks I about that pretty extensively as well she's I, I think she talks about another one. Oh, does she okay or Brian S was telling her about where the hole in the ice was. Okay. Okay. But this yeah. one, this one, I, I would say that the Germans found it first mm-hmm. and it might be the reason why they claim that particular area of Antarctica. Yeah. Here we go. New Schwabenland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tamara, big settlement after World War II, South America. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay. So, Let's let's just go back then to the occult and the the Nazi regime. 
Well, I could show you uh, an image that I put up in my presentation on Antarctica. You can screen share right here if you like, you know, um, underneath. There's a screen share option where I, I think it says present. If you go in there, it says screen share. If you'd like, you we, we give you guys the option of doing that. All right. Streamyard is great for this. It allows you guys to sort of have a little bit of control over what you want to put up. Yeah. 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 Let me just pull up. Of uh, course. Of course. Talk and find the image mm -hmm. right up because here you can see uh, two oak leaves. As soon as I find it, I'll. Sure. Sure. There it is. Okay. okay. So I got a. Mm -hmm. picture up and then i'll go where it says present i think it should say present and if you click on that it'll say share screen and you can go into wherever it is that you're on if you're on google chrome or whatever your search engine is on it'll tell you to go there and you can put up that specific window gotcha okay do we see that then not sure. yet <laughs> when it comes up i can put it up on the screen but it'll come up as like another a whole other um person up here right, so. uh, there he is okay all right so the yeah, important thing to uh look at is those two oak leaves on both sides of the year they went down there yes and yes, the oak leaves that. represent the occult journey oh uh, wow and it says there, swastika and oak leaves clearly reveal this Tule society paternity which mm. was their uh uh, the secret society that Adolf Hitler uh, has belonged to and Adolf Hitler himself. Mm -hmm. They were super into the occult that this was their big thing. And they were going down there to find implementations or a place to hide out or to ally with the uh, reptilians, which I understand base 211 was partially built out by the Germans on a pre-existing base mm -hmm. that they were given to by the reptilians who were in cahoots with them since the 1930s and may have led them to this particular area. And that happens to be right about where the W is in New Schwabenland. That's about where the Conan uh, outward base is, the seasonal mm -hmm. base. It's still there to this day and where this big machine is under the ice. Wow. They on Google Earth. So I think mm -hmm. that is one of my, that's my top one location mm -hmm. of three massive motherships that are supposed to be down there, which wow. nicknamed by the intelligence agencies, the Nina Pinta and Santa Maria. Oh, funny that. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. <laughs> intelligence agencies, not so much, but interesting nonetheless. Um, so they were basically... <clears throat> The, this occult knowledge they you're saying like had they really mastered it they probably like the fact that they didn't lost them the war is that correct so so the germans knew they were outnumbered right and and in the lead up to world war ii they had this philosophy of it's called force multiplier right so they felt that if their troops were trained better than any army that that was a force multiplier that those soldiers could kill 10 to 1 Right. Their tanks were so much better that they could take out 10 to 1 enemies, that they were not uh, daunted by the overwhelming outside forces of mm -hmm. 
Soviet Union, of America, of mm -hmm. the other allied European nations ever mm -hmm. getting together to take them. And had they won at Normandy, uh, the fortress Europe would have held up and it may have been an entirely different outcome because they were getting very, very close to detonating a nuclear bomb if they hadn't done it already in one of their deep underground military bases. But at the end of the war, some of the very first paperclip scientists mm -hmm. that they left out of Germany, took them right to uh, Los Alamos and down to White Sands in New Mexico, where they detonated the first nuclear bomb here. Mm -hmm. right. And those were the nuclear bombs that were dropped on Japan as well. Right, right. There's uh, a comment. We can start putting up comments slowly, guys. So Mike says, at this point, we're in a world where black magic is being conducted by all governments. Do you agree? Well, they're being controlled by perhaps this uh, overlord of sorts. Right. I thought Mike, uh, we know each other. He was at the uh, Mount Shasta Summer Conference. Oh, very nice. Uh, one of Alex Collier's last uh, conferences. And he just did a Q&A was one of his talks. Somebody right. went up to the microphone and asked him, who owns planet Earth? Oh, good the question. Was simply the Anunnaki. Consider ownership. Really? But that deed is now uh, reaching inspiration, yeah. and uh, yeah. that can no longer be the case here. If it hasn't changed already, it is meant to change fairly right. soon back to the human race. But the human race is going to need to get its uh, mm -hmm. act together, so to speak. Right. So you need a mass awakening. Yeah. Basically, it comes down to like awareness more than anything else. Um, so... Then let's let's talk about how the Vatican plays its role in here. We have obviously there's a lot of you know Roman Catholics. It is one of the newer religions. Sorry, people, but that is that is a fact. You know, um, Catholicism on the grand scheme of things is. And she's back. Internet made it good. <laughs> I am so sorry. My screen went black. Oh, it went yeah. rainbow. And black. I apologize. I'm so sorry no, for interrupting. Okay. Just as Tamara was saying, where are the bubbles? There she is. She oh my in. God. Like hi. Magic. It's um, just insane. I thank God my daughter walked in the door because I am not tech savvy. So <laughs> she came in and she managed to, I don't know what she did, but I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, you came in just at the right time because we're talking about the Vatican. And, <gasps> and, and I know, right? And it's, it's, it's part in all of this. I've always been specifically fascinated with the Jesuits. And I know that there's this big melee in there. So why don't you enlighten us on, on that? And don't shoot the messenger, people. <laughs> uh, I do have a chapter in Beyond Esoteric <laughs> called Vatican Nazis. So, okay. Send Brad uh, the email. His email's right on the screen. They are shaking yeah. the Pope of the time, shaking hands with screen. Hitler. And so they were... Part of the old uh, fascist game plan there 75 years ago in Europe. And right. well, when you peel the layers off the onion, it just keeps always leading. All roads lead to Rome. That's, they do. Well, that's where Vatican City is, right in the middle of Rome. Yeah, they, they've had their fingers in a lot of pies for a long time. And right. they're part of the Empire of Three Cities. The other two being Washington, D.C., which is in control of the military, the city of London, right. which is in control of finance, and Vatican City in charge of spirituality. 
Right. <laughs> of course, each one is uh, the antithesis of what they really are. Right. And uh, most especially the Vatican City, which is in uh, cahoots with this malevolent ET force. It was the Faustian bargain is the term. When you get into a deal that is just too good to pass up, but you basically sell your soul out. Right. So they've drifted quite a long distance from the original teachings of Jesus Christ, who mm. was an ascended master. He was one of the, the greats. Mm -hmm. But how it can be twisted and uh, manipulated into a tool of mass mind control is basically what the uh, Vatican has done so masterfully. Mm -hmm. So time they have a uh, opportunity to allied. Oh, there's the Pope in. Uh, <laughs> Which one? Brazil. Yeah, look at those big reptilian eyes behind him. Oh, geez, yeah, I see that. Kind of, okay, kind of an odd thing to put up in front of the Pope. But uh, wow. they Faustian bargain with these malevolent ETs who um, yeah, happen to have an appetite for uh, adolescent humans. And though there was that involved mm. uh, I, in my capacity as a book publisher, I, I published the books, uh, first five books in English by Leo Lyons Agami. Oh, I know. I I about a lot of this. Yeah, I, I know. know. Michelle, I mean, yeah. it's. It keeps you up at night when you think about the depths of uh, what they nine of his books. Name of God. Yeah, yeah, right. I know it's um, it, it there's a lot there. I think when you start realizing that the Pope also has someone that he has to answer to, being from what you say the Black Pope, but you're, from what you're also saying, there could be a whole Jesuit thing Action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at the very top of all of this also is that well, is. <laughs> that's okay. a good observation what do we, we have the the pope right now as a jesuit first in history and the jesuits they are structured as an army they're structured in the the hierarchy of a military operation right. that's a sense of what they're really all about when the vatican had a couple popes who were actually siding on the good side uh, 150 years ago, the Jesuits were were banned. They were an outlaw unit, but oh, they've wow. turned that around and worked their way back. So even the Black Pope is the other one in Rome, and he's also a Jesuit too. So they've got it lock, stock, and barrel. But They're all about money. Like They're all about money. What's that? Yeah. Have they always the Jesuits? These were a pretty esteemed organization at one point. But in ancient times, were they always like this, or did they, did they just fall into this power trip? I guess, like everyone else. Yeah, they did. And, uh, well, the Jesuits uh, were the ones who went around the world with the conquistadors and and with other uh, voyages of exploration. Mm -hmm. the, the, you look around a city in the old city, or the most opportune real estate, it's almost always Jesuit. And I think mm -hmm. in San Francisco, I used to live in the Richmond neighborhood, just up the hill on Lone Mountain is the Jesuit University, USF. Mm -hmm. And they, they got the best spots. They got the most money and they've got the most property. And look, priests are not allowed to marry. So they don't pass on their inheritance to anyone. They just have just been collecting and collecting and collecting property, wealth, uh, all kinds of artwork. Who mm. 
knows what's under in the Vatican archives. Nobody's allowed to go down in there. And mm. so if we were ever to release the information from the Vatican Library, I think that would irrevocably change history as we know it. Sure would. Amelia, you, did you want to get this? Yes, thank you. Kenlyn Weiss says the Borgias on Netflix is a huge eye-opener to the dark sides of the Catholic Church. I have a comment for that. That's only scratching the surface. If you go back into the histories online and you start reading, you're going to find that the popes were actually placed in power by organized crime, by the actual mob in Italy. Just mm. saying. And I'm Italian, and I'm speaking from what I learned when I was there. I'm not discredit. I'm not trying to. I don't mm -hmm. want emails. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm Roman Catholic. I was raised that way. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying that this is a fact. What mm -hmm. you're seeing is just scratching the surface. They can't put everything out there, or they'd be yeah. Well, for sure, <laughs> they'd be sued. You know, and slandered. They'd be in lawsuits forever if they put everything out there. If you watch the new documentary that's on there right now. Um, Vatican girl, that'll open your eyes even wider. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So there you go, guys. Go check. It'll that open your out. eyes even wider. It's disturbing mm. to say the least. It's it's disturbing. So thanks, Mike. Yeah. So, but yeah, the Vatican archives. That's history changing right there. I mean, they've this is information that they've, you know, compiled over centuries of their existence, right? So, what, now what else, what do, else is uh, under there? <laughs> getting to the meat of things. Now, it's not as old as you might think. Uh, the Catholic Church is less than 2,000 years old. And, yes. Uh, the, the Jesuits were formed with <laughs> Ignatius Loyola and mm -hmm. uh, I think Xavier. And they, they were the ones that, that promoted the idea of the Jesuits getting on the ships during the Age of Exploration and making claims for the church simultaneously with a lot of these merchant vessels, which many of them were just in it for the money. They wanted to bring back a cargo hold of pepper or other mm -hmm. uh, commodities or gold if they could steal it from somewhere. Yeah. So it was really an age of piracy, but it was also an age of conquest. Because right. when you look at the map and you see how tiny little England and even smaller Netherlands and mm -hmm. tiny little France, how are these countries able to have the far-flung colonies around the world. You mm -hmm. know, the old saying that the sun never sets on the British Empire. They had so many colonies mm -hmm. and all the times yeah. of that yeah. they had just so much power and influence in a lot of mm -hmm. these places. Now, when the schism began with Martin Luther and the Protestant uh, Christian religions broke free, from the Vatican. Well, that created a lot of wars that created a lot of strife. And mm. part of the reason America was formed is because these Christian religious groups wanted to get away from this control mechanism in Europe. And, and even the, the Protestant faiths were under uh, persecution in countries that broke away. So mm -hmm. there was a lot of religious motivation and the Jesuits with the, the Catholic countries like the ones that all have Latin-based languages, Italy, of course, France, mm. Portugal, Spain, the Jesuits were a big part in those voyages of conquest. Yeah, the Order of Jesus, though, it's totally, it's one of those things that, not what it seems, I guess. <laughs> right. Now you're starting to get <laughs> a little idea here. Nothing is happening. <laughs> 
gosh sakes. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I came mm. in at the right time. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to word things delicately. <laughs> it's been a bone of contention with me for me. I think when Da Vinci Code came out, a lot of people who didn't know anything went, holy mm. crap, right? Yeah. When they saw the vaults. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just an image given to you from Hollywood. Yeah. That those vaults extend kilometer upon kilometer underneath the city. Mm-hmm. And the Vatican, you have to question why does the why do the gates lock at midnight? Why are the Rome police and the Italian police not allowed or permitted to investigate anything there? Those are questions you need to ask. And mm-hmm. uh, I really believe this generation is asking. I believe the generation before us, like my mom's, my grandparents, my great grandparents, just followed the word you didn't know. Yeah. And you know they were such devout. Catholics where now we're looking at this going wait a second but they did their job then if you think about it right as as a religious institution they did and of, they of, were brought up in fear right right and, and, and that's exactly that's it. controlling like, like is fear in fear it is fear it, I always call it Catholic guilt and fear. fear sorry no seriously religion shouldn't teach fear no that's, that's the exact thing that you say that's like in fear Although so, the priest doesn't, your mother does. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. My mother would tell me that if I didn't eat, I would the Virgin Mary wouldn't love me anymore. Where did she learn that? Mm. Being so saucy, you, I think. Fear and <laughs> fear and control is right. Right. But anyways. Um let's let's jump around a little bit further. Let's let's talk about the Illuminati. Oof. I know. <laughs> I know. Are you glad you made it back? We're only even on an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Nice and juicy part. (laughs) Well, again, the word Illuminati. It should be those that are brought to the light, that illuminate the light. Once again, inverted and controlled by the dark forces. Anything good, they try to invert. They're not creative, so they Mm. need creative people that they can hijack those information, those ideas. And this is part of the reason why humans have been suppressed for so long is mm. they're very good at that. They're very good at flipping things around. And they, they've been part of this uh, underground secret society of the rich and elite for many mm-hmm. centuries. Right. And so the Illuminati came to the fore in 1776, a guy named Andrew Weishaupt started them, the Bavarian Illuminati in Germany. Mm. If it wasn't for a messenger who was uh, passing an attache case on horseback, getting struck by lightning and killed, and the Bavarian police finding this case and reading it and seeing this transfer of information between these Illuminati sects, they might have gone under the radar then. We really never know who they are. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I know a lot of people jump on this and say, well, that was 220 years ago, and sure enough, but they are mm-hmm. multi-generational. These are bloodline families that mm-hmm. keep, collect and hoard the wealth, keep them within their families, and mm-hmm. they've been running right. the show in Western Europe and Western culture, by extension, America, too. I mean, all the way back mm-hmm. to the Medici families of Italy and in the mm-hmm. Renaissance, these well, early mm-hmm. Families uh, started this, and we're part of this Illuminati. The Medici, they weaselled their way in. 
through marriage. That's how she got there. So, mm -hmm. and then yeah. she stayed there by, well, <laughs> another show. Yeah. But, <laughs> That's great show. It's yeah. Like a, yeah. Like an Italian soap opera. Sorry. <laughs> it really, it really is that way, but it's, it's not just Italian. It's European. It's international. Yeah. It's not just Italian. It just, yeah. Cause you look at the Royal line, the bloodline. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not just English. No, that's true. They're not. They're right. German. So German amazingly. Well, oh, yeah. We love, yeah. You. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The Orange bloodline family in Holland and Denmark. They have well, a Royal family mm -hmm. in most Scandinavian yes. countries. They do too. Yeah. They have an active Royal family in uh, Denmark right now. You never hear about them on the news. Mm-hmm. So what, so, in your opinion, Brad, where do these, these bloodlines stem from? Well, <laughs> I know yeah, this is going to be good. It's going to be good. Well, first of all, they, they have a saying that they have a divine right to rule. So they've always felt that they have this control as appointed by God, right? Right. And, and this, is, this is a theory that goes all the way back to the pharaohs in mm -hmm. Egypt. The pharaohs in Egypt were living people like you and me, mm. but they were living gods in the eyes of all their, their followers. Mm. And so when the Egyptian dynasties came to an end, was concurrent with the Caesars of Rome becoming living emperor god men as well. Mm. Right. So you see there's still this unbroken uh, tradition right. of this divine right to rule. And now what do we have? The Pope in the Vatican who's got his ear to God. What was that, God? Okay, got it. Right. right. Yeah, so we should listen to him. So, so they really believe this stuff. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're so down with it. And mm -hmm. some of those Egyptian pharaoh bloodlines are still alive to this day, and they happen to live in Switzerland. And there's this guy who uh, lived wow. in Switzerland for many years and and he exposed the octagon network that's what they call themselves there mm -hmm. the octagon group of globalists and this is where the the bank of international settlements is it's the right. it's it's the central bank that runs all the other central banks so right. so you, you can see the node of the beast in switzerland which is funny because it's such a beautiful country and mm -hmm. very expensive to travel no wonder mm -hmm. but uh, riddled with underground bases too i understand so it at cern which also is partly in switzerland this mm -hmm. uh, hadron collider um is also a very deep lake there called lake geneva and right. the french and, and swiss border right and there's a uh, uh oh, no, okay near uh, uh Right. Is the uh, entrance point. So right. the, my point is this, that they put money under the wraps. <clears throat> they got the spiritual control out of the Vatican. They own all the resources. And with all the money, you can buy up the media. All the judges and mm -hmm. police chiefs and politicians are bought and paid for. They're in their pocket. So this is the uh, length mm -hmm. at which this Jesuit octopus with all its components has really been mm -hmm. running the Western world for that time. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Nowadays, we call them globalists because they're more into this corporation control. Mm -hmm. But back in the time of Adam Weishaupt, they were the royal families. They were the ones with all the wealth. 
-hmm. there were ones that declared war on one another and right. all the rest of us commoners <laughs> had to go along with it. Right, right. So when we look at places, you know, we're looking at world governments, um, you know, that are all, I mean, let's face it, the Illuminati, the cabal, the, this is all the top probably one or two percent that are associated with this. And we end up with a lot of different organizations. Um, I wanted to ask you about, again, going back to the Jesuits for a moment and their affiliation with the, Knight, with the Knights Templar. Because this is now an organization that, I mean, there's, this is still very active. But how could this, you know, you're looking at the Knights Templar, in my opinion, got a really bad rap. And even the Vatican came out and said, yeah, yeah, they were framed. It's, you know, it didn't happen, blah, 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 and all of that. How are they connected now? And because a lot of information is surfacing about the Templars. People really love them. There's discoveries here in North America that are happening and people are like, wow, this is this is something really good. Keepers of sacred knowledge, keepers of lost relics. What are they really from what you're saying? Well, we, we got to understand the historical context when they came into being. Mm -hmm. The original Knights Templars were wealthy, noble knights, but took an oath of poverty. They were the poor knights of the temple. That was the original sure. name of the Knights Templar. And they were all on a crusade to go to Jerusalem and retake the Holy Land, which they mm -hmm. did. And so there's Templar castles all over Israel and Lebanon and Syria, Brandon, Turkey, Portugal, the islands, yeah. Cyprus. Oh, yeah. Well, they were all heading towards yeah. the Holy Land. That was the goal. Mm -hmm. And there were several crusades that took place over uh, a century or two in the Middle Ages and uh, they were also the very first international bankers mm -hmm. because a lot of these knights wanted to take some gold with them, but they knew that it would be a liability to carry it with them. So mm -hmm. it was the uh, Knights Templars as the first international banker that developed ciphers. Mm -hmm. And that is a, a little device where you know the combination for it. Mm -hmm. And so the Knights Templar merely only needed to take a cipher that only he knew the combination for and the Knights Templar bank on the other end mm -hmm. who had the other cipher. And when they matched up, the knight gets his gold. Right. So that worked remarkably well. And then they started charging interest. Mm -hmm. now, interest to this day is not allowed in Muslim countries. Mm -hmm. It's called usury and it is forbidden. Right. And that's one reason why there's mm -hmm. uh, two cultures at odds with each other. That's one reason that, that they really don't like the right. ways that and of the money lenders. And this is the only act of Jesus Christ act of violence in the Bible was him upturning the table of the money lenders and the right. money changers who were operating inside the temple. Mm -hmm. He was dead within a week or two after doing that. Mm -hmm. So you, <laughs> yeah. you try to mess with these vested interests and look what happened to Jesus. That's how they'll even, be. Even that far back, you know, for sure. Um, so it, it looks like there's still, I mean, obviously there, you know, we're, we're getting into this age now where there's still information that's being kept from us. Um, recently in the last probably six months, um, the Georgia Guidestones 
were I, I think yeah. I think we were misinformed about them personally, but they were taken down because mm -hmm. people really thought this was like these were evil messages and this is a, a new world order thing. What are your thoughts on all of that? Well, they were. They were exactly that. They they said the number one commandment. Funny how they'll use religious terms yeah. for their uh, employment of their agenda was yeah. to keep humanity at 500 million people yeah. in relation to the earth. Here's a great uh, Templar image I have in Beyond Esoteric, summoning some kind of character we might have seen. Right. That's a pagan god. <laughs> there they are. They're but there. The, you guys, yeah. That's Baphomet was a pagan god. <laughs> that, and they that, don't care if we don't believe them. Right. In fact, they're kind of humored by uh, that we don't. But right. they very much believe in it. <laughs> that's right. what we have to understand. Right. That they believe in it very, very much so. Right. And 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 it could take a very high tech uh, form too, mm. perhaps like uh, some of right. these sort of rituals summoning demons. Now let's just put it this way: if 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 we were non-believers and we went to one of these ceremonies, mm -hmm. it's kind of nudging out, out in the back. Yeah, look at these yeah. fools doing nothing. But then all of a sudden, if something comes out of the veil and starts to materialize right before your very eyes, you might be a believer pretty soon. Right. You might walk out of there, part of that sect. Right. Uh, right. So it's it's a big club and we ain't in it. That's all George Carlin's quote on this right. whole thing. Right. So I miss him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a wise man. He was ahead of his time. Truth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so then, um, Again, we'll we'll back up again. So, new world order. This is a thing. This is where we need to. This is the agenda, I guess. This is real, right? Okay, right. And so, yeah. In the Georgia Guidestone, there was a guy seen coming and going, and he yeah. drove off real quick. I think he just had really good explosive mm -hmm. device to take out that one guidestone that had that commandment about mm -hmm. population. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the thing about the occult. And the Illuminati, that they do have to pre-announce their plans. And that has to do with Earth being a free will planet. Mm -hmm. They will announce what they're up to and even state it written in stone. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, right. it's right there for all to see. Now, if you use that information or you don't, that, in their opinion, is whether or not you uh, deserve my, to know. My question is, though. Is, is this not just as bad as, you know, around the world, people just defacing monuments, trying to make the history go away? You know, isn't that just another form of it? We're just going to try to make this go away. But these were standing there for a really long time, built by somebody nobody knows. Um, but it's not going to go away with the ideology just because the stone doesn't exist. Yeah, well, I, I like the symbolic gesture of blowing it up. Because right. that's what we're ultimately going to have to do with these globalists mm. before they blow us up. Look, right. it, we're in that stage of the battle that they're trying to take out humanity. Mm. We absolutely need to take them out first to save humanity. Mm -hmm. I mean, th we should all be thinking in terms of self-defense here because right. they're coming at us full board. And right. if you're not prepared for it, uh, then they'll be successful with you. Right. <laughs> I think you have right. a very sophisticated audience here and they kind of know what uh, mm -hmm. 
going on right no, now. They, they know what they like, that's for sure. Um, so, so here's a picture of those Georgia Guidestones, <clears throat> esoteric. Yeah, which and, and they're so sad. Yeah, they're long gone now. Yeah, I just look at things like you know, there's there's these like amazing monuments that have been blown up all over the world, and it's it's sort yeah. of a way of taking them out. It's like you Canceling. know, well, out of sight, out of mind. Will history repeat itself? Um, I don't know. Will somebody just come up and build something bigger? Like it just it doesn't make the history go away. It's sad. Some of it, yeah. It's, it's regardless, regardless of who did it, why it was there, it's sad because it was there and it was ancient. No, you know, like, are you gonna go and and try and shove the Easter stones? Are you Easter oh, Island? Oh. Are you gonna go? To, like, it's ridiculous now. One guy tried to run one over with his truck, just saying. So, well, sorry, that's why there's ahead. a perimeter around it now, right? So, yeah. Okay, especially Stonehenge. Yeah, 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 from uh, Beyond Esoteric. This is the audience hall at the Vatican. And let me uh, just show yeah. you the close. Yeah. Oh, what does that look like? Oh, there's it from the outside. What is what it? Is that big, it looks like a big snake for sure. Well, it sure does. And then you go inside and, and there's the Pope sitting on, geez, what kind of throne? They that, have the serpent building while we're at it. What yeah. were we saying? Really they have the serpent a lot. In fact, Medici was called the queen, the queen, the serpentine queen. But doesn't that just mean? Isn't that just another form of knowledge? Then like it in was. Ancient yes. times. Then it was. Yeah. So, do you think that's what maybe the Vatican is? Is you know, I'm playing devil's advocate. I know it sounds really I, good. We're talking about snakes. If but, I could just <laughs> but, Yeah. It, it, is it not just a form of knowledge? Or do you think it's, is it the flip side? Like, do, should we be looking at all different angles to make a proper assessment, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Sure. Yeah. yeah the, that's wisdom. That's right. Yeah. The garden. Yeah. Of right. Right. Go ahead, Amelia. I, know um, I was just going to say <laughs> the serpent is um, knowledge. It's actually in the Italian culture. You, Most every Italian young girl has a snake ring. Right. I have three. Right. It's just something it that a mother buys the daughter and it just represents knowledge and, and protection. Right. So it, it's a culture thing in, in Italy, but I don't know about the Vatican. I don't know. Right. I'm right. just speaking for the rest of the country because right. they're not part of the Vatican. <laughs> right. right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jessica, I have one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> My mother, I, I think, bought them for everybody, but yeah. Let's just do a real quick um, sponsor and station ID so then we can. Yes, move I can forward. actually get there. Because there's, there's so much in here that I'm just like, I'm bouncing around a lot and I apologize, <sighs> but it's hard in two hours to get as much as I want to see. Get well, I lost 30 minutes. That's all I'm oh, going to say. I feel like I lost my life. No, it's not your fault. <laughs> my computer just oh. crashed. <laughs> but <laughs> you are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. Coming to you live on 105.3 FM radio from the gorgeous city of New Orleans. Tonight's guest is a returning guest, and we like to call him friend because it's his third visit, Brad Olson, and we are talking all about esoterics. And right now we just touched on the Vatican, so if you missed it, wait for the archive. It'll be up in minutes, honestly, less than 30, and you can listen to it from the beginning. Shout out and thank you to the amazing people at Folgers Coffee for fully sponsoring our show from day one. 
Thank you so much for your support and your continuing support and sponsorship. A huge thank you to the main man right now at this time of year for sure. For our intro and outro, Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, award-winning composer and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp and follow him on Facebook and Instagram. He even today on Instagram dropped a clip of his music and I just saw that. So just make sure you, you give him a peek. You go in there and give him a follow. And if you are listening right now to us, give us a like and a follow. It would be nice. <laughs> I'm like begging at this point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And check right Yes. Here. That's right. <laughs> and stream or listen to our archives on the platform you normally use if you've missed any of our other episodes. And if you've missed Brad's other two appearances, you can find him on in our archives. And if you go to our Facebook page, the Outer Realm Facebook page, all of them are posted there. And you can find him and listen to the other two segments. There we go. There we go. Yes, we have them all, but we do stream all archives will be on over 200 different sites around the world. Yes. So pick one, you'll find them. Any one that you use, just all you have to do is search United Public Radio and then the Outer Realm. There we go. Check it all out. Um, okay, so we're, we're, we're kind of fast forwarding again a little bit since we've down to about a half an hour. Uh, shadow governments, time travel, underground bases. Where do we want to go with all this? It's crazy. Oh, stuff. wow. Can you I come know. back? <laughs> like on this. I have a list. Yeah, <laughs> like even just on this, we're going to need a whole show, Brad. I know. This is yeah. a big deal right now. This is a big deal. Shadow governments is very prevalent even in mainstream media right now. It's being spoken of everywhere. Here's a question for you. Oh, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. Yeah, that's Ms. a great question. And uh, we can yeah. address that. If yeah, like. Okay, yeah. I'm just going to read it out for people for, who are not audio. watching. If you're just We're listening in here. So we have a lot of audio listeners. We do in our archives. They're mostly audio. Uh, Dolly Safran. Hello, Dolly says, Mr. Olson, are you aware that the earth is entering a phase of changes as a result of our sun's 12,000 year cycle? That the 1% know about and are planning on surviving with most of the Earth's inhabitants. Yeah, without, without she, okay. she corrected that, yeah, most okay. of the Earth's inhabitants. So I'll put it back up for you to uh, see Dolly's a, to answer. Dolly's a big deal in this field. She's yeah. Well, hi, Dolly. And yes, I am aware of that. And yes, they are preparing in a big way to survive catastrophe on the surface of the planet. It's part of the reason... They've gone to such lengths preparing their deep underground military bases supplied with food for decades. Oh, by the way, only the purest organic foods, none of the preservatives that they're feeding the people on the surface. Oh, not <laughs> because, yeah, we're, we're expendable about? to them, very much so. And... Oh, oh, cut to manage. Oh, there. Okay. There we go. Yeah, sorry, you froze. We're like, we're waiting. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, yeah, so this isn't this is on top of everything else. This is the this is sounds like a, it's a big one. So yeah, and, and they they do believe that there's going to be this sun flare or coming from the center of the universe now are other uh energies that are also transforming mm -hmm. human beings. So 
we're really walking on this razor's edge, whether we're going to go down this timeline one or timeline two. Timeline one mm -hmm. is the humans entering the great awakening. Once mm -hmm. we shake the yoke of oppression and can evolve mm -hmm. freely and very quickly as we should, mm -hmm. right. uh, or we get knocked into this ultra, ultra fascist planet which will be the worst prison planet you could ever imagine where we're all enslaved and chipped and uh, all sorts of nasty things controlled our bodies through this uh, mm. emerging field right. <laughs> of transhumanism, that this is their stated goal to control humans in this technological way. So we still have sovereignty over our bodies. We can still say no to mm. their and their chips under the skin mm -hmm. and still uh, hopefully avoid living in that system where that is mandatory. Okay. Well, what about while we're on, like we have control over the physical. I like, I like that. But what about all this stuff on soul catching and, you know, let's face it, they're cloning now. They've been knowing how to do this for ages. There are a lot. We've had people come on the show talking about it. Um, so your essence may not really be safe if, you know, according to what you're talking about soul catching. And I've heard this before and it's kind of frightening. Can you explain what that is and uh, how do you avoid it? Well, how do we avoid transhumanism? Becoming, <laughs> don't worry, Gato, Mr. Roboto, the human race. Well, <laughs> yeah. we just say a-N-O-W, you have to know that your sovereignty depends on you not being biochipped up mm -hmm. and controllable right. in that way. And so mm -hmm. I like the saying that uh, we need to preserve the organic humans, the purebloods need mm -hmm. to stay that way in order mm -hmm. to have human 1.0 continue. Because mm -hmm. let's face it, we've already crossed the Rubicon here right. and 2.0 is already starting to take uh, development. Right, right before our eyes. So what about soul catching? How do you avoid that? Because well, our conditioning teaches us to go to the light. Yeah. And yet there's there's you know other people of of like you know who have esoteric knowledge who are saying, no, don't fear the darkness. That's where you should go to avoid this trap. Is this such a thing? Definitely a thing. That's why the subtitle of my book is Escaping Prison Planet. Okay. And and here's the escape. Okay. First of all, it, it is all dependent on what you do in this lifetime. Okay. So mm -hmm. there is a very much real thing called karma. There mm -hmm. is much a real thing about us doing uh, what we do to other people throughout our lives. Mm -hmm. And I like this quote from a Chinese proverb. Be careful of your thoughts because your thoughts become your words. Be careful of your words. Your words become your actions. Careful of your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your character. Careful of your character because your character becomes your destiny. So mm -hmm. it's really, are you in service to self? And do art thou will, like Crowley says, and just consume and mm -hmm. be promiscuous and take advantage of people and... Mm -hmm. be a psychopath or are you in service to others and you really do want to help the human race let mm -hmm. me tell you this matters tremendously because mm -hmm. when you die you will be judged 
not by St. Peter at the pearly gates, but by mm -hmm. yourself. And you're going to watch your life in review and you're going to see the amount of good energy you've put into situations and people, places mm -hmm. and things, or the amount of bad energy. And, it, and if the abundance goes over the top, then you're going to have to come back. And if you've been really bad and if you've murdered people mm -hmm. uh, or if you've even committed suicide, you're going to come back in very unfavorable circumstances. Why? Because you need to learn the lesson on the value of life. Mm -hmm. And the value of life, including your own, why do you think trees will cling to a rock with everything they got in the most adverse situations? Life has the purpose to stay alive. Mm -hmm. And we're also evolving. Mm -hmm. We're evolving spiritually. So this is what I call the real philosopher's stone. Once you know that you have to do good in the world, to basically escape prison planet, mm -hmm. then it's pretty much you can have a ticket out of here. Mm -hmm. If you don't, carbon is going to bring you back and you're in earth school once again to learn the lessons you refused to learn the last lifetime. And can't, you can't we it. just kick back to the other timeline? <laughs> it's just a much well, nicer. It's your life in review. And if you've done harm mm -hmm. to people, then you're going to have right. to come back and experience that exact same kind of harm. Right. 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 So you might as well get it right in this lifetime. Right. And then so my understanding is then when you also pass through the body, you do not go to the light. The light mm -hmm. is a soul trap. Mm -hmm. What you do is you ohm and you try to find peace in that moment. And ohm is very similar sounding to home. Mm -hmm. And if you go home, then that's your soul family that will greet you. And then you do have the opportunity of going elsewhere, mm -hmm. transcending, or if, if you're, true love for humanity is to come back and do another tour of duty. Mm -hmm. That Buddhist called the Bodhisattva and the Bodhisattva comes back for the, and I believe people like Nikola Tesla was a Bodhisattva with his knowledge of technology, definitely an advanced human, most mm -hmm. certainly from other very advanced civilizations mm -hmm. and having that memory and coming back. How did Mozart be able to create co concertos when mm -hmm. he was still a child? that we still listen to that music today. So That's people true. are born with these incredible abilities and sometimes they come back because they want to carry on that tradition. And so why are we not allowed to remember all of that? You know, we come here like we're, we're green. How are we supposed to learn well, if we're not allowed to remember anything? That's what the soul trap does. So when you do go to okay. the light and you don't pass this life test and you do have to come back to earth school, they swipe you the memory. This is another reason why humans are incredibly disadvantaged mm -hmm. because we come back with this mm -hmm. blank slate, not knowing, and, and then we're, we're very susceptible to uh, all the religious snake oil salesmen that want to bring us in. And it's all a form of mm -hmm. mind control. So the real escape from this prison planet is knowing thyself. Right. And once you really learn about yourself and, and mm -hmm. what you do and have done, in this lifetime, mm -hmm. you'll start right. to remember other past lifetimes. That's why I'm a big advocate of travel. I've had my uh, great experiences. <laughs> First time I had a, a past life recall was in the uh, city of Pompeii, which mm -hmm. was destroyed by a volcano in 79 AD. Mm -hmm. And when I got there, I knew my way around. It seemed all so familiar and only a portion of the city has been uncovered. And I felt like I knew the streets and the way to the Coliseum and the Forum and the the shops mm. and stuff. Yeah. I've had a couple of revelations city. like that. 
it's an yeah. interesting city just saying just being <laughs> being jogged having your memory yeah. jogged i guess is yeah. what i was saying yeah um we've got a big comment here amelia if you can get yes. that yes hi steve, leave it steve up white says good evening everybody very interesting topics tonight have you ever heard about the term called walk in spirits as they will enter somebody's body for a brief moment and the person that's being affected is actually seeing things through their eyes meaning the spirit this mm -hmm. only happens for a brief amount of time possibly up to one or two minutes and then we'll exit that person's body anyways the term mm -hmm. is called walk-in spirits yeah it's happened to walk-ins yeah it's a form of possession if you ask me a step that in brief second yeah yeah. yeah, it can be, and but there's some stories of, of benevolent ETs also doing walk-ins, but it, there has to be an agreement okay. with the soul that's lived in the body to that point. Sometimes it becomes from a traumatic car accident, and the, the soul that lived in the body is accepting and passing away, and then mm -hmm. the body can re be revived, and that person that's revived then comes to He's still in many ways that same person, speaks that mm -hmm. way, of course, looks that way, but has these new abilities mm -hmm. right. and that are brought in from this, this soul journey outside the body. Yeah. Um, but not every not every person that dies and comes back has a walk mm -hmm. in. Right. It's yeah. the same soul. Mm -hmm. But even from that experience, almost mm -hmm with everybody who's had that uh, death experience and has come back just mm -hmm. back with a sense of knowing that right. there, there is another journey after this lifetime. Right. Yeah. This hopefully it's, it's, it's going to be not a scary one. Um, let's talk project blue beam. <laughs> let's <Please>. talk. <laughs> yeah. Let's just do it. All right. So that's the, the fake alien invasion. Yes. And, and I actually do uh, chronicle it over uh, about three pages in Beyond Esoteric. It's a multi-pronged, the ultimate false flag attack. And now with high technology, including holograms, holographic imagery in the sky, uh, it's very realistic. And mm -hmm. we and the globalists know how gullible most of the people are, especially if the first phase of Bluebeam is to show the different messiah figures or religious leaders that influence the people of the certain regions of the world. So, okay. for example, Muhammad come back. I know mm -hmm. that's blasphemous to say there's even an image of him, mm -hmm. but we're coming and projecting into people's uh, skulls. The voice of skull technology is a very real thing. Mm -hmm. Speaking to them in Arabic in a language they understood, and they're looking up and seeing Muhammad. They're going to believe it. Right, because we're we're gullible like that, and just like we, if we were hearing Jesus in Western countries or Buddha in Southeast Asia, and Krishna in India, they would believe it. Absolutely, they believe it. Mm -hmm. uh, but we got to know now, and we're saying this ahead of time. It's all a hoax. Same thing with the alien invasion. Aliens would never be able to invade this planet. Look, if they wanted to do that. They could have done it a hundred years prior and no mm -hmm. high tech weapons to stand up to them. But mm -hmm. more importantly is we are a free will planet and we have the right to evolve. So there is such a thing as the prime directive as a real cosmic karmic law mm -hmm. of the universe of non-interference. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be left to our own mm -hmm. device. 
test to see how the human race is going to evolve. And we are almost there. Right. And that's why it's such a, an interesting time to be alive. What is the Chinese character? May, may you live in interesting times. And it's, it's written both ways. It could be a crisis or it could mm -hmm. be a moment of enlightenment awakening. Right. And we, we hope it's that and not the crisis that destroys this planet and mm -hmm. most living on the surface. Wow, here's to hoping for sure for that. It's a bit a bit frightening of an outcome. Um, I'm just going to throw a couple of things at you as we count down. We can cover that if you if you don't mind. Uh, Phil Schneider gets a really. Some people completely believe him. Some people completely did not believe him. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I do uh, give a shout out to Phil Schneider and document his story. Yeah. and his work with the underground bases and one of the mm -hmm. Dulce Wars yeah. that, that took place underground with a great loss of life to our special forces men. I do believe him. And when you pay the ultimate price and you're suicided, now you tell me, how do you tie two knots with a catheter tube and pull it so tight that you can strangulate yourself? And why would you do that when Phil Schneider had a, a, a pistol right there in his drawer. Yeah, they really think we're stupid. And, yeah. and so right yeah. before his death, he yeah. was actually showing some of the, the ET materials um, similar to what was discovered off the Roswell crash, this tinfoil metal that was hugely tensile and strong that was extremely lightweight. He had some of those implements too, as well as some, uh, some mm -hmm. mineral. So, when he was suicided, all that stuff went away. Mm. It was gone. And, and he died just outside of Portland. In fact, I was trying to get in touch with his wife last month when I was up there. And I wanted to go to the apartment complex where he died. Uh, wasn't still able to get that address. Mm. But I like to go to these places and just put a word out, a shout out, just mm. in my own way of yeah. meditating about it. If there's any response, mm -hmm. see if you right. can pick up any of the energy. I, I write books on sacred places and I all advocate that people go there and just mm -hmm. take a quiet moment and meditate. And I'll tell you, most times it's just a flood of information that's just coming in if mm -hmm. you're just quiet right. enough to listen to right. the message coming through. Right. I, I agree. agree 100%. Yeah, With I that, agree. I can't believe how the government, how stupid they think we are, that we will not question anything. You know, even with, okay, this has nothing to do with, you know, like um, Phil Schneider, but in the same sense of projecting a, a suicide that isn't a suicide like Epstein, who, mm. you know, facilitated, he was, he was wrong. He, he was criminal in what he did and everything, but he didn't kill himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's William Cooper as well. And he was mm -hmm. shot by a uh, sheriff deputies out in Egan, Arizona mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. others who have paid the ultimate price just mm -hmm. to get information out to humanity. Mm -hmm. And this is not uh, the safest profession to be in. And right. I've even known people who have been close to uh, getting off themselves. I myself been hacked and messed with and, when I did my travel books, nothing ever happened to me. I'd go on all these press trips around the world and write about it. It was a great life. Mm -hmm. Then I segued into esoteric subjects, and all of a sudden, and it's your target energetic, yeah. 
nail that sticks up just gets hammered down here on this prison planet. Man, they're yeah. really well, yeah. saying he's trying to keep a low profile and whatnot on this show. Not on this show. You're, you're on one side of the spectrum where you're trying to get the word out. And I've seen was on the other side where he could release the names of the elite. Do it. Mm. He, he they killed him. Yeah. yeah. Don't you notice Galen Maxwell is in prison and yet none of the yeah. accused have paid a price because they're the ones who are keeping her there. So right. there's always a there's always a catch the shadows. Yes. 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 There's always shadows. Yes. Um okay, Akashic Records off topic. <laughs> yeah, that's when Where it gets are they? <laughs> so that that that's that's similar to the illustration. <laughs> I know beyond esoteric this is the yellow cube right and okay. the yellow cube can look back on any event mm -hmm. not only in earth history but really in cosmic history right if you know how to use this device and get back there this was demonstrated mm -hmm. to our generals in 1964 part of this griotta treaty mm -hmm. which in my opinion is null and void because the human race had no knowledge of it why how can mm -hmm. we be making deals with extraterrestrials for technology whores, the generals back then will do anything mm -hmm. to get technology. And then, so this year they were demonstrating the yellow cube, which was gamed by the globalists for many decades to provoke this timeline two scenario. Mm -hmm. Well, now there is an alliance that has the yellow cube and the white hats side of things. And they're actually able to use it to call out and uh, pre prevent false flags from happening. Mm -hmm. So it's a two-way war now going on. But so you asked about the Akashic Records. Yeah. They are a real hall of records. There's three repositories on the planet Earth. Mm -hmm. uh, two are underground. One is under the ocean mm -hmm. uh, where uh, the Bermuda Triangle is, as my understanding goes. Uh, and the other one is under the right paw of the Sphinx on the Giza mm -hmm. Plateau. Mm -hmm. And the third one is at a... Uh, Mayan temple complex deep in the Mexican jungle called Piera Negras. I cover it in my oh. book, Sacred Places Around the World. Right. And this book. he tapped into some of this too and saying that, that um, Atlantis would be found in 1968. Mm -hmm. And that was the year they discovered the uh, Bimini Roads, mm -hmm. uh, megalithic underwater ruins there, and then other mm -hmm. Of Atlantis and high civilizations have been found in in and around the Caribbean Sea. Right, right. Uh, that's it's fascinating stuff to say the least. Um, I and I think there's a lot more that's going to start surfacing. Um, how about the Black Knight satellite? <clears throat> yeah, been up there, uh, age old, original satellite, uh, the first man in space, uh, Yuri Gangarov. I'm not saying that right. He uh, saw it, the Sputnik first satellite, spotted it. Mm -hmm. Our astronauts know it. Interesting thing about the Black Knight satellite is it has a pole-to-pole -pole rotation around the world. Most really? of our satellites that go up stay at a certain latitude around mm -hmm. the world that way. But if you think about it, if you have a satellite going pole-to-pole, -pole, at some given time, you will have a spotting on every single part of this planet. So it, it, it's it's used for ET control, has been. Um, it's been up there since we've been looking into space. Tesla said he tapped into it. He was getting mm -hmm. information mm -hmm. from that. Oh, wow. He didn't know it was. Oh, 
Every time it's something really juicy, he freezes. <laughs> I know you're freezing. <laughs> come back, come back. Seriously, it's juicy. Hello, um, guys. There we are. It froze so we again. Started the computer before. So. Yeah. Let's oh. get you back, and then we might have to start you back at that <laughs> beginning of that sentence. You're getting juicy, and you freeze. I know. It's like, why? Wait. Oh, sorry, <laughs> what? Can you uh, say that? Can you repeat that if that's okay, if you don't mind? So uh, Tesla was tapping into the Black Knight satellite and getting okay. connection or getting some mm -hmm. communication from it. Uh, and I don't know if he knew exactly it was coming from that or another ET source, but this is presumption that it was mm -hmm. coming from the Black Knight satellite. It's been right. up there for a long time. Light There's pictures the too. Black Knight satellite. Yeah, Black Knight. Yeah. I need this book. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I know. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we go. I need this book. I'm gonna. I'm going to order it right now. Well, <laughs> as soon as we, as soon as we end, I don't want to be rude and go online now. But yeah, I need this. I want to learn. Like I'm. I'm. You don't always have to agree with everything, but it's good to keep open mind and listen to everybody's, you know, perspectives and what they've learned and the, the you know, what they've their whole education, their knowledge. It's so important to always be aware and pay mm -hmm. attention. Mm -hmm. It's important. important. And this is part of yeah. it is getting all of this out um, and, and getting the word out. Right. Um, I'm going to ask you something that's not in the book, um, but I do like to follow Michael Sala. I think he's, he's, he's brilliant. All of these arcs that he's talking about, are they there? Are they surfacing? What's the purpose? Cedar arcs, I guess, is what he calls them. Yeah, he, he did a presentation on Friday morning at the uh -huh. uh, Spiritual Informers Conference, and I was on uh, a couple hours later. It was a tough act to follow and, and identify <laughs> yeah. about a half a dozen arcs mm -hmm. around the world. Interestingly enough, one of them is at the bottom of the Atlantic, not far away from the Bermuda Triangle, that might be part of the reason why that area is so <laughs> entangled with yeah. phenomenon. Uh, another one is in Antarctica and in, in Lake Vostok region, and it is heating up. And last, it was in the spring in Antarctica uh, that, that, or the spring up here, it was the fall last year that this uh, heat wave swept over Antarctica, especially in the Vostok region, where the yeah. temperature was over 70 degrees yeah. above normal. Unheard of. Massive melting going on as a result, and that mm -hmm. made the exposure of the Antarctica mm -hmm. arc, which would irrevocably change the narrative once again. So they're basically these, these massive craft. These particular ones that he was speaking of are all operational. Mm -hmm. They're basically a city with gardens and parks and everything that's self-sustaining that you would need to live in a so-called ark like mm -hmm. Noah's ark uh, and that they're here and they're starting to activate and wake mm -hmm. up and there may be uh, giants in stasis that are in long-term sleeping that are also mm -hmm. waking up. So now is the period where a lot of different agendas and timelines and hybrid mm -hmm. species that are dependent on our DNA it's all coming to a convergence right now. And so these arcs could be a real game changer if indeed they do make an appearance and it's undeniable what they are. So are we looking at maybe 
different races of extraterrestrial beings that are going to be fighting for humanity and our DNA and everything else? Is this what we have to prepare ourselves for, in your opinion? Are we doing it already? Yes. Didn't that already come about with this thing? Oh, We're in the thick when, of it. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, I guess, I guess that's already pretty much beginning. But when you think, you know, ET, some people get really, really funky about that. Like they, they fear, we've been taught to fear it. But what a lot of people don't realize is we do have a space program. Different countries are a part of this secret space program. I know Donald Trump had funded a space program or he allowed for funding of that. So, but this is something what you're saying already exists. Right. Well, it's not so secret anymore when we have our own uh, space force, sixth yeah. arm of our military yes. uh, armada. And, and this it one proceeds above the air force. So wow. uh, my understanding they're winding down the chemtrail operations. I've noticed okay. since uh, June far less chemis in the sky, although they're still up there and they're still mm -hmm. moving around with harp. And they certainly mm -hmm. engineered this last hurricane in Florida. In fact, right. there were a lot of people at the conference that were talking about it and had a mm -hmm. firsthand experience of how it stalled right over uh, Fort mm -hmm. Myers down in Southern Florida. And mm -hmm. um, it was heading straight up towards Orlando uh, three days before it was gonna hit. And it made this sharp turn because Orlando never gets hit by hurricanes. They have a heart machine in the deep underground military. And they, that was part wow. of their deal with uh, DARPA oh, and, right and doing their, yeah, and they're, they propagandize. So they're, they're, they're part of the agenda of the deep state and always have been. And right. unfortunately there's yeah. a dark side to Disney too with children going missing out of the park. And, Disney. oh, they did a cruise line that stopped at Epstein <laughs> Island uh, just 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, you could. Go Disney. visit old Jeffrey. Like Disney, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> wow. Um, well, we're we're winding down. So, um, tell us what you've got coming up, and promote yourself, and let's get all of that out there for everyone to hear. Yeah, I've had a really busy speaker schedule all year. Doing my Great. final talk of 2022 this weekend in Santa Rosa, California at Very the nice. Oakmont Symposium. They want me to do my uh, Sacred Places North America talk, and I'm happy to do it, which includes the Phoenicians coming here and the Vikings and a lot of interesting mm -hmm. history that people might not know about. I think it's only $3 at the door. You can find uh, directions or a link off of bradolson.com. And then in February, I start up at the Conscious Life Expo and uh, the Sedona retreat for the Equinox and another mm -hmm. one in Shasta in March and then a cruise in April to Mexico. And you can Disney find guy. all those and contacting the desert in May. And then I think uh, the cycle begins again. The cycle begins again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and I'm, as a publisher, I'm working on Laura Eisenhower's first book oh, and okay. also uh, Michael Jaco's second book. There are authors at CCC Publishing. Okay. And I just bought a ranch out in Nevada. So I'm heading out there. Ooh. Next after oh, my congratulations. Looking yeah. for UFO company, I, I see. My mailbox, making it official. <laughs> yeah. U.S. Postal <laughs> Service will service my property now. <laughs> there we go. I love that. Bravo. Bravo. Beautiful area. <laughs> yeah. Active area. Yeah. And close yeah. to Tahoe for skiing. So uh, 
Right. Yeah. Right. And getting out of California. That's a beautiful yeah. lake. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Get out and be left alone, except for what comes from the stars, I suppose. Right. Great. Which you're ready class. for. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. But thank you again um, for joining us. I'm so glad that we've, we were able to cover this book because, uh, you know, when we first started the series, I love all the books, but this was that one book that I'm like, come on, we've got to hurry up and get to this book. It's fantastic. Uh -huh. I highly well, recommend it again. That was loud. After Amelia gets again. her copy and, and reads some of it, maybe we can come on I, and do it again. Cause I'm we really online right after this. Here. <laughs> Get a copy of Beyond Esoteric, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do this. Uh, we'll do this again because there's so oh. much good stuff in there, and, and a lot Thank more. Thank you for writing it. There is. There's great all stuff. Service to all, and I, I throw a great big street fair event here in San Francisco. We just did uh, two weekends ago, and mm -hmm. I'm working my butt off, but that's in service to all, and just right. happy to bring people together and turn people on to new information they may not have heard of. And as you know, in the book, I have a lot of references and links. So people right. want to get further information on the information I present, then mm -hmm. I, I encourage them to do so and give them. The oh, absolutely. I, I would definitely love to do a part two on this. And I would definitely love to do a show on your sacred places as well. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that as well. And okay. and all my books, by the way, are available on cccpublishing.com. Mm -hmm. It's our publishing website, and they come out of my uh, address here in California. So I can sign copies for people that way. That's oh, the only excellent. thing I can sign copy to. You all sold out when I went for it. I had to go to the competition. Shall you find them here? Of course I will. <laughs> yeah, so. we always try to go straight to we the do. author. Yeah, always. To support the author yeah. always. So, but Thanks, yeah. Oh, always. So, Mike, thank you. Aww, I love your profile. Hey, Mike, stick with us all the time. <laughs> I know, I know. And Melissa, thank you for tuning hey, in. Melissa. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Yes. There we go. Another more words of praise. <laughs> but um, there we go. There we thank go. You. Thank you. Thank you. So I will be in touch with you um, after after, you know, I get off the soundboard and then hopefully I always love to just, you know, give people the good news of, of what the listenership is. Cause they're like, what, really? It's like, yeah, you were amazing. All these people came to hear all about it. So, um, I will be in touch with you. And again, I thank you so much. And I hope you have a fantastic evening. Cause I know you're at least three hours behind us. Lucky you. <laughs> I know. Can rewatch the link off that YouTube uh, channel that we were broadcasting on too? Yes, I will get you everything. Okay. Yeah. And I will also right. send you the audio link. That Are you sorry? Okay. Can I just ask a quick question before we go? Are you on TikTok at all? I haven't done that one yet. I, I'm I'm <laughs> okay. in the transition of moving, and I haven't yeah. set up my next studio. And once I, I get yeah. the ranch going, I'll have all that. And I'll I think you'll do really there. well there, Brad. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I'm just no. I'm serious. There, there's a good community there for you. Yeah. Right on. Thanks, Samantha. Thank All you, right. Tamara. Well, yeah. I have to now sign off. <laughs> We're that time already at the top of the hour. Thank you. So thank Brad. you very much, Brad. And I, I will be in touch very soon. Oh, you guys are very welcome. Thanks for having me on again. And thank you. Looking pleasure. forward to the next time together. Us too. Well, pleasure. We'll set that up too as soon as I can get to you. I'll have my schedule. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Night, night. <laughs> Good night. Thank you.
Well, everybody, we are at the end of a segment and boy, what a segment it was. Um, lots of food for thought here, a lot of food for thought. And we really hope that you enjoyed it. And we will definitely ask Brad to join us again. So big thank you to Brad Olson for coming on again and just being so informative as always. So thank you for that. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee for sponsoring the show. Big thank you to Dr. Snick, Justin Snicker, uh, for basically providing us with your music and your voice for the intro and outro. So thank you. Uh, and again, guys, wherever you were listening to the show, please subscribe, support us. It's a great way of, of um, you know, if you're enjoying it, it's a nice thank you. And we appreciate it. We appreciate you all so very much, especially everybody in chat. You guys just make it that much more fun. But uh, yeah, wherever you're watching it, like us, love us you know, join us, follow us, subscribe to us, whatever the case may be. If you guys want to communicate with us two ways, one, you can email directly at the outer realm contact at gmail.com. Again, the outer realm contact at gmail.com or go to Facebook at our group page, which is the outer realm with myself and Amelia. And there's an email button right there. That is how you're going to get to us. And that is how you're going to get a response a lot quicker. Tomorrow night, really excited about this show as well. We welcome for the very first time Ron Moorhead. And he has spent decades researching Bigfoot. And he's going to be discussing his book, Quantum Bigfoot. And all I know is I saw a clip with him on a segment of Alaskan Killer Bigfoot. And it blew my mind. I love it. We've thought it. So many of us have gone, yeah, see, that's a thing right there. Anyway, he's the guy who basically has spent a lot of time researching it, and he just wrote about it. So check him out and join us tomorrow night for Ron Moorhead. Until then, guys, thank you all for joining us, and we will see you tomorrow evening. Good night. <laughs>